0: what's better than this guys me and dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show. One more week remains, Kyle. Welcome. Everything sucks,
1: man. Everything just stinks. I'm not happy this morning.
0: It's a day before Christmas Eve, Kyle.
1: <sighs> listen, listen. I cannot remember a more dramatic week 16 for NFL draft order circumstances. Do you? No, it was wild. So we had the teams picking two and three or two and four, Washington and New York playing each other in overtime in the one o'clock slate at (laughs) 3535. We had the teams picking one and three Cincinnati and Miami in overtime in the one o'clock slot tied at 35 35 after the Bengals scored 16 seconds in the final 29 seconds of regulation
0: what <laughs> it's like, well I had ri- I had written it off I said I even put in the this the slack at TDN I'm like well there it is the Bengals have the number one overall pick and then I'm like oh and
1: every single one of If you get on Twitter this morning and you look up and and look for New York Giants followers, they're pissed. If you look at Miami Dolphins followers, they're pissed. And like Washington and Cincinnati, life is good. We're sitting here, we're throwing parties this morning because they lost, but they also won in the long-term view as far as who they're in position to get. And I, if Miami would have won the game 35 to 12 or 35 to 19, I'd have been like, oh, well, good win. I would have loved to seen you lose, but I wouldn't have been mad. It's the fact that they gave you the hope that, oh my God, they might actually lose this. And then they win the game. That made me mad. But um, Joe, there's a lot of good football players in this year's NFL draft. And uh, picking three or two or five or six, you're still going to have an opportunity in this class to get a difference maker for your football team.
0: Yeah, but it's the challenge is right. The trade-off win number four on the season or Chase Young. Right. (laughs) And for the Redskins and Giants, that was literally the value proposition they were facing.
1: And Daniel Jones comes out. <laughs> and I like if I'm a New York fan, I have to feel better about the fact that oh. Daniel Jones dropped 350 and five touchdowns than I would have felt if we would have lost Daniel Jones look like shit and we got the second pick. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, honestly, that's a good point.
1: And that's that's the weird balance with being on this end of the spectrum. Right? Fans that are inside the only fans that have no conflict are the Cincinnati Bengals fans because they're ready for a new quarterback. They just hired a new head coach. They know they need to overhaul the roster and the Detroit lions. The Detroit lions are playing with house money because they got Matt Stafford who's when he's healthy he's really good. And, but like New York and Washington invested in rookie quarterbacks this past year, like at least that, that dynamic is gone. So it puts those fan bases into a really weird spot
0: well so is it is it people that want those wins like what what do you what do you think that's about
1: the people being in conflict
0: yeah what's the conflict for them
1: they want the best pick possible but they have other things that they can gravitate towards and get it excited about like oh gotcha you know what I mean it's like Especially New York with with Daniel Jones, like best game of his career, no question. And granted it was against Washington, but it's the same thing as Miami Dolphins fans. Like, yeah, you won and you you wanted to lose because you won Chase Young, but like, shouldn't you be excited about the fact that Devontae Parker has eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns and Mike Goseki is getting ready to go over six hundred yards after looking like he couldn't get out of his stance as a rookie? <laughs> Like the the player development and the growth of the teams should be outweighing the gloom and doom of, oh my God, we're not picking second anymore. Because you think about a lot of players that come into the league and have success, their environment and their circumstances is what allows them to succeed. To the degree in which we've seen some of the rookie quarterbacks in recent years come in and have success. You do, put Joe Burrow on the Bengals right now, Joe. How much better are the Cincinnati Bengals right now with Joe Burrow versus Andy Dalton?
0: I, I feel like a lot. It's difficult, right? Because Dalton's a reasonable quarterback in the NFL and Burrow's never stepped foot in the NFL. So, I, you know, it's, it's difficult to say, but I certainly believe very much in what Burrow can be. Uh, and that's a lot better than Andy Dalton.
1: I guess the thing that makes it weird for Cincinnati is like they have some talent.
0: That's always been confused. You know, I've kind of been a stand for them over the last three years.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've (laughs) got obviously AJ green, his injury and not, not playing this year is impacting their, their offense on the field and, and John Ross durability, again, a a problem for him, but like Joe Mixon's been really good and, and has a chance at a, uh, a thousand yard season. Uh he got a really late start. He had two consecutive 130 plus yard rushing games coming into the game against Miami. I think he finished with under 60 rushing yards, though, Joe. Um the offensive line, they've they've had first round picks. Jonah Williams obviously has not played this year. Billy Price looks like a complete bust.
0: Though they've drafted terrible, Kyle, and their and their players. Like, they, th- for, that's what I wrote about a couple of weeks ago for the Draft Network. The thing about Cincinnati is they're 1-15 or whatever they're going to be. And there's literally, literally no contributions from rookies. I know Jermaine Pratt's kind of stepped up as a starter here over the last few weeks. But by and large, when uh, when I was writing back in Thanksgiving, I wrote an article about the the rookie every team is most thankful for. When I got to the Bengals, brother, I picked Stanley Morgan. Because he was at least an adequate special teams contributor in terms of covering punts and yeah. kicks. I mean, it, yeah. this is wild that they're just not. Get, there's there's no player. They're like they're they're either hurt or they're just not helping this team. Drew Sample in the second round. Yeah, I mean, like they, they're gonna. It's not gonna. That's gonna suck, right? If they don't draft better, it's not gonna matter that they have Joe Burrow.
1: Right, because a lot of the established players that they have are going to age and diminish and if you don't draft better than what they've done over the last couple of years you're going to run out of talent <laughs> and you're going yeah, and you're going to have the Joe Burrow 2018 edition yeah who he's fine you know he's he's an adequate quarterback but he's not the difference maker that you're you're seeing Joe Burrow be this year because I don't think he he's not like a transcendent physical talent. He wins with mm-hmm. intelligence, so he's going to be able to do a lot of nice things for you. But you're going to handcuff him so much that he's a—he's not going to be in a good spot, a favorable position, unless Cincinnati drafts better and Jonah Williams gets healthy and they figure out what the hell they're doing with their, the interior offensive line, because that's a disaster.
0: The, the Bengals and Cardinals, I'm going to do some work on this over the summer, but the Bengals and Cardinals have drafted so poorly over the last five to eight years, it's remarkable. and I, I mean, and that's why those teams don't have the depth. That's why they faded quick. You got to make good – you got you to at least sometimes hit on day three picks. You got to be pretty sound on the first three rounds, and those teams have just been egregious. And, and what's interesting is Steve Kime. Has signed two contract extensions in Arizona, fifteen and eighteen. He's signed through twenty twenty two and he's right. been fruitless. And and the Bengals have this eight man personnel s- staff that it ain't going anywhere either.
1: So let's review top one hundred picks. I don't want to give give away too much here, but I do want to look at top one hundred picks. Let's not include twenty nineteen for Arizona. I'm just doing Arizona. You mentioned Steve Geim. So you have my interest now. So I've pulled up the top 100 picks made by the Arizona Cardinals over the course of the last five NFL draft classes, excluding this year because it's only been a year, a little too early to tell how a lot of these guys are going to materialize. Yep. Uh, 2018 was Josh Rosen, Christian Kirk, and Mason Cole.
0: That might be okay. But, I mean, Josh Rosen – one year and, and traded at quarterback—that's yeah. a big black eye—and we'll see on Mason Cole and Christian Kirk. Seems like he's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, uh, 2017 top 100 picks were Hassan Reddick. Terrible. They also did not do him any favors with the way they yanked him around, man.
0: No, but he hasn't been better in the next two years. He's especially this year. He's been terrible.
1: He played edge, and then they moved him to, to linebacker, and then they moved him back to edge because Marcus Golden got hurt. It's like, like mismanagement there, I think, has really set him back. He looked like he was turning the corner towards the end of last year, but I'm going to take your word for it that he's not playing well this year. Bad. Uh, Buda Baker's a good pick. Yep. And Chad Williams, 98. Bad. Okay. Uh, top 100 picks. 2016, Jeez louise, <laughs> Robert Kimdiche and Brandon Williams. That's it bad. <laughs> that's just flush the whole draft class down the toilet, brother. Like you got nothing. And then the year before that top 100 picks are DJ Humphries, Marcus Golden and David Johnson.
0: Actually, that's not bad right there. But Marcus <laughs> Golden's not helping Arizona. Um, and what yeah, was where the other did Golden one? Go.
1: He's Golden's in, the in gi- with uh, the Giants. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's here's a number on the on the Cardinals. From 2012 to 2017, the only draft picks made by the Cardinals that are starting in Arizona, DJ Humphries and Buda Baker. That's wow. it. From 2012 to 2017. The only first round selections made by the Cardinals from 2012 to 2018 that are still on the team is Humphreys and, and Hassan Reddick.
1: Yeah, that's not good.
0: That's terrible.
1: Right, now you got me curious about Cincinnati. They had Jesse Bates and Sam Hubbard last year. Those are good picks.
0: right yeah, they but look at look at kind of their just never hitting on anything deep in the draft. Their first round pick always gets hurt and can't help them.
1: Yeah, they had a stretch where it was like William Jackson, John Ross, uh Billy Price. Billy and, Price
0: and Jonah Williams.
1: <laughs> and now Jonah Williams. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, they are just—they're always hurt.
1: Let's go ahead and pour one out for Joe Burrow now, I guess, huh? He's doomed to miss at least a couple games at this point. <laughs> it's the curse of the Bengals' first-round pick.
0: Wild man. All right,
1: all right. Let's let's talk about first of all. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh,
0: Minnesota and Seattle uh, or Green Bay? Yeah. Is this is the division on the line tonight?
1: Uh. If Minnesota wins, they will move to 11 and four and tied with Green Bay.
0: And so it makes everyone it makes week 17 interesting.
1: Yes. If Green Bay wins, then they will take the division
0: and the games in Minnesota. Correct.
1: I I kind of like I kind of like Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to win as well. I think I th- it will be interesting.
0: We'll see about like Mike Boone's going to have a big role. You know they're down. They're down to him at running back at, at, for Minnesota, and I think you know Dalvin Cook's been so important to their success this year. And I don't know. It just seems like in those big moments, Rodgers kind of comes through, and Kirk Cousins kind of doesn't. You know, so and Kirk's had a good year. There's no question about that. I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but I just have more of a belief in in a Mike Zimmer led Vikings or their Vikings. Excuse me in in Aaron Rodgers than what this Minnesota team has shown.
1: Yeah. Um speaking of you had mentioned Seattle. This team lost Chris Carson now this yeah. week, and it sounds like he's done for the year. Seattle's in trouble as far as if they them dropping the game in the way in which they did to Arizona, losing by fourteen points. This is still a winner uh take all scenario in week seventeen against San Francisco. But if Seattle is the five seed, they're done. And it's like as, as recently as three weeks ago, you could have told me the Seahawks would win the Super Bowl this year, and I would believe you. Yeah. Because, you know, that they, they've been winning close games, they've got a difference maker at quarterback, but now you've seen that they've they've lost significant pieces uh, to the roster for consecutive weeks now, and that's scary. And then for them to lay the the egg the way that they did against uh Arizona is just really disheartening
0: well, this is really interesting, kind of going into week seventeen like the 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 buys in the n f c are not settled yeah there's at all. three
1: teams if Green Bay wins, there will be three teams that are twelve and three,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Oh, and I, I, and Seattle had Al T-
1: Wood suspended for four games, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Saints are going to kill Carolina next week. The Saints are going to get a top two seed. They're going to be 13-3. and three. They're not losing. Well, Zero. probably the winner of San Francisco and Seattle. Unless Green Bay. No, because then Green Bay is going to be. It could be San Francisco and Green Bay. Excuse, San Francisco and New Orleans.
1: Does, Could who, be Green who Bay. Green Bay, Green Bay lost to San Francisco this year, and That's did not play New
0: Orleans. So whatever the next tiebreaker is, uh, head-to-head win percentage, just I think the first tiebreaker.
1: If let's assume they all win, is that what we're gonna do? Who wins? We we both think Green Bay wins tonight.
0: Yeah, Green Bay, and I think. San Francisco wins next week. Brother,
1: if you don't think I have playoff predictors.com right. open on my tab right now, you're out of your mind. It's your okay, life. Well, uh, we said Green Bay's going to cream Detroit. And New Orleans, assuming they all win is what we're saying playoffpredictors.com has San Francisco as the one seed. Actually, let me pick the rest of the games just to make sure there's no strength of schedule tiebreakers here. Playoffpredictors.com has San Francisco as the one seed at 13-3. Green Bay is the two. <laughs> New Orleans is the three. Philly is the four, assuming they win. Seattle is the five seed. And Minnesota is the six. Is the NFC done? Is it it, like already? It looks like it. What do you mean? Like. The playoff teams are set. I I mean, I don't think
0: I don't think the East is set. The winner of the East. Oh,
1: yeah. But as far as like the five and the wildcard teams are set.
0: Yep. It'll be. Yep.
1: It'll be Minnesota and the loser of San Francisco-Seattle will be the wild cards.
0: Joe, unless, unless Minnesota wins wins out, right? And the, they can be the winner of that division. The Packers they, can be they, a wild they, card.
1: They technically could. You're correct. But both but both will be in the playoffs. Yeah. So what the hell is – I think it's week 17 one of my favorite scheduling dilemmas because you've got half the team half the teams in the league play at one and half the teams in the league play at four. Yeah. So, for example, the Houston Texans and Tennessee Titans will kick off at 4:20 420 or 4:25 next week. When that game kicks, Houston will know if Kansas City has won or lost and they have a chance at the 3 seed in the playoffs. If you're the Houston Texans and you find out Houston, you've already clinched the division, win or lose, you're going to be the four seed. Don't
0: do you, don't you want – I would – if – yeah, I think you want to be the three seed. Because yeah, if, you if you're the you four wanna, seed, you have to play Buffalo. If you play this – if you're the six seed, you got to play like Tennessee or Pittsburgh.
1: Or Oakland still. Or, alive. yeah,
0: maybe – it's not even hey, that crazy.
1: Yeah, Brother, that one's pretty realistic if we're right. being
0: honest. Right. It looked pretty – Pop, pop, you know, not crazy to me that Oakland can make the playoffs.
1: It's like the Cleveland Cincinnati game has no bearings on it whatsoever. It was, um, Raiders beat Broncos, Texans beat Titans, Ravens beat Steelers, and then Mm -hmm. there was one more. The Raiders have to win. That's what I said. Raiders, that was the first one I said. Okay, Okay. There's a tiebreaker here. Was it Kansas City? Oh, if Indianapolis beats Jacksonville as well. I so think it'll happen. <laughs> Oakland beats Denver in Denver. Houston beats Tennessee. Baltimore beats Pittsburgh. Indy beats Jacksonville. Oakland is the eight, is the sixth seed at 8 8. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're
1: I've never wanted something more in my entire I, life.
0: I, I feel myself wanting it too. I don't know why. I don't care, but I just it would be cool. Just because nobody's
1: talked about the Raiders the last three weeks. Right. It's like they, they laid that big egg. They got to the six and five, and then they lost to uh, the Jets, the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Jaguars in consecutive weeks. <laughs> and you said, stick a fork in them. They're done. Oh, they were at six and four, Joe.
0: Yeah, they're right in it, man. Yikes.
1: But they've also beat up all so bad got- teams.
0: Yeah. Well, we've, so in the AFC, the, the, the two and the three seed are somewhat up in the air, and so is the three and the four, and the six seed's open. The only right. thing we know for sure is the one and the five.
1: But it will be revealed, like, incrementally throughout the weekend. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep, yep.
1: So it'll be well, interesting, I'm- like, what time does Baltimore Pittsburgh play? Do we know?
0: Uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh play at 425.
1: Oh, so that that'll be fun because that those are the two teams primarily in the running. And I bet Oakland, Denver play at four, two, don't they?
0: Yeah, they do. My question, though, is like Baltimore is the one seat. It's clinched. Yeah, they're done. So like and that might not matter because Doug Hodges is, is going to be the quarterback for the Steelers. Well, he hadn't killed him until two weeks ago. He, oh, uh, yesterday. He started killing him two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Against Buffalo, he hasn't yeah. looked back. <laughs> yeah, six interceptions in like six quarters. It's horrible. How did this team win eight games, Joe? Defense, man. <sighs> Defense I don't guess. turn over the ball. They could. The thing they couldn't do was turn over the ball. They'd have been better just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, run the football, and never throw it.
1: This stupid freaking team. They beat the Colts when Jacoby Brissett got hurt because Hoyer threw a pick six. They beat the Rams. Like those two games alone in weeks nine and ten. That no business winning either one of those games if, if Jacoby Brissett plays the whole game. And I don't know what the hell happened in the Rams game.
0: <laughs> Is that the game they got five turnovers?
1: Uh, no, that was the San Francisco game. They lost. That's
0: right. They fought five cent turnovers and lost the game. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Losers.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the best team is Tennessee. The best team of those three in contention for the six is Tennessee.
1: Yeah. They're kind of like a wild card because of the, the mid season change to, to Ryan Tannehill and, Listen, you can't get on them for losing two games in a row when they lost to the Houston Texans and New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, you know, and they were those are both really tight games. I mean, for the most part, uh, and two and I mean they were two and four to start the year in their first six games. They're right. eight and seven,
1: right? So I and I for one am here for the Titans finishing their fourth consecutive season at nine and seven.
0: <laughs> Would they have That's wild man? <laughs> It's that's interesting. Like most teams just like are stuck at like seven and nine. Not the no. Titans. Nine and seven is their is their plateau. Yep. Nine well, I, and seven.
1: I, the last four years. Um John Robinson came here from uh Tampa Bay and took over a team as the general manager that was five and twenty seven in the two years uh before he got there. And they're nine and seven for three consecutive or for potentially four consecutive seasons with him at the helm as the general manager.
0: Um, did you see that Vernon Butler play? I have to be
1: honest with you, no, I did not.
0: Oh, brother, this is something you got to get your eyes on. Um, so Vernon Butler gets pancaked into oblivion by Quentin Nelson. Okay, okay. And he gets put on his back and he gets up and he starts punching Jack Doyle. <laughs> Jack Doyle wasn't the guy that kicked his ass. Okay, first of all, don't punch anyone. You got oh, your ass. I'm seeing it now. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets uh-huh. the bird on the way out. He gives the fans the bird on the way out.
1: You see the the cheese,
0: uh, man. <laughs> Take a chill pill, brother. And he's, so he's a free agent, right? He's got, he's, they're not signing him back. No.
1: (laughs) He'll probably get, he'll probably get suspended week 17 for that.
0: Be his, that'd be his last play in the Panthers uniform.
1: Just, just blatantly punched a dude in the helmet. What
0: are you doing? Yeah. I mean, that's, first of all, that's hurting your hand. It's not hurting him at all, at all. And you just hurt your hand and you just, you got your
1: ass kicked. Like, that's probably that's probably a big catalyst, right? Like th- this was very beginning of the second half of the game. If I had quit Nelson kicking my ass on a play by play basis, which I'm assuming is how the game went. <laughs> Quentin literally just drove him to his breaking point. He said, I can't do it anymore. Get me out of here.
0: He, he could have just pulled. He should have just tapped out of the game. You don't have to punch a guy. Idiot. That's well, oh, actually, by the way, the, uh, let's. Cool, Wait, we have to give credit here. This is Mark Lewinsky. It's not Quentin Nelson. Who who got him? Mark Lewinsky. It's not Quentin Nelson. I just assumed. Oh, that's Mark super Lewinsky. disheartening. It, that's well, but, even you worse. Know, but At Mark, Gl- you put on your ass. You put on your ass by Quentin Nelson. <laughs> Mark Lewinsky deserves credit for the pancake. Uh, you know?
1: Yes, that is a Glewinsky pancake. Maybe his finger was just broken from punching the helmet. Maybe he wasn't flipping the the fans the bird.
0: Yeah, definitely. Maybe he just couldn't
1: I, bend his finger. <laughs> did you see the the fans in Cleveland flipped off Baker Mayfield at one point too?
0: Yeah, well he Yesterday. was wasn't he like like uh waving them off or something? Yeah. Yeah. That that was I Baker didn't flip them off, so it's okay. Correct.
1: Could you imagine what yeah, Colin Cowherd would have to say we, on the we, matter?
0: That that couldn't happen. Yeah, no, that that was key. I I saw Beckham had a tantrum on the sidelines and He did. Bit of, bit of yelling with Freddie Kitchens.
1: All these, te- all these teams are going to stand pat with their coaches, aren't they? <laughs> it seems like every single one of them. Like, Freddie, barring an implosion, is safe. Matt Patricia, barring an implosion, is safe. Like, How what? many games in a row has Detroit lost now?
0: Oh, like they, 11? They were, yeah, terrible.
1: And I don't care that you haven't had Matt Stafford for the last, like, three games or whatever it is, like remember, we were we were getting ready to eat crow on the Lions. Because right. they they started the year two two oh and one. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. wow man, we really screwed the pooch. Overlooked Detroit. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Chargers who we thought was good at the time. They played the Chiefs within four points. And uh they are one and eleven in their last twelve games.
0: that's why, I mean, I think that's why it's important. Like the whole season matters and right. The games at the
1: beginning or the end don't count any more or less than the ones at the beginning.
0: Well, yeah. And it's, it's like that that's the sign of a good team is being able to continue throughout the course of an entire 16 week season, win enough games as teams learn more about you. Right. How do you continue to evolve your football team? Um, and and all everything's going to be exposed over the course of 16 seasons 16 week or 16 games, 17 weeks. So that's the thing is like yeah, hot starts matter. They're very important, but like you got to keep going. And and the other thing, other thing can happen, right? You can figure things out along the way. So it feels like every year about this time it's a good idea to remind ourselves that those 2 and 0 starts, 3 and 0, 3 and 1, they're great. Keep going.
1: You talk about my Miami football Dolphins. What? What do you mean? Getting it turned around here in the second half of the season, getting
0: real hot. <laughs> what? So what? What were they were zero and seven? Is that where they got to?
1: They were zero and seven. They're four and eleven now.
0: So what is that they're, means? They're, they're four. four and, they're four four and four in their last four games. That's. I mean, that's a dub right there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: People are mad that that Miami's doing this.
0: And the thing that's interesting about that, Kyle, and you, I mean, you don't need to be told this, but like personnel wise, they probably got worse.
1: Oh, dude, they're on fits. Yeah. I cover the team for USA today and they had a guy on the field that I had no idea who he was. I said, when did you get here? Where did you come from? You weren't even on the practice squad. They're taking guys that they're picking up on Tuesday off waivers, and they're playing them.
0: They have to. It's wild,
1: Just just as a point to that, um, let me pull up Calvin Munson here, who they they picked up from the Patriots practice squad on Wednesday.
0: The pride of San Diego State. He had made a lot of plays in college, man. That's right.
1: He, He also had four solo tackles against the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend.
0: Was it so? I remember that San Diego State defense had Calvin Munson, DeMonte KZ, and like Alex Bar- Barrett or something, the edge rusher. Yeah. We were watching a lot of San Diego State that year.
1: Yeah. And listen, they, they had good offensive linemen for a stretch there, too. They had yeah. Kyle Warring. They had the, the backs with Rashad Penny and Danelle Pumphrey. And there's been some fun talent coming through San yeah. Diego State. And Munson was a good player in college. Yeah. Yeah,
0: very productive. I think he had like crazy tackle for loss numbers.
1: But you never expect a guy to get picked up off the practice squad on Wednesday and come in and play. And that's a, that's what <laughs> Miami's been doing for the last month. Is just they they IR three guys and just pick up three more guys.
0: Right. What they're honestly doing the from it.
1: What, it, what they're honestly doing from a team construction perspective, I really appreciate, and I'm, I'm not sure how much the other teams at the bottom of the draft order are doing this. Like, Raquan McMillan had a hamstring. It was like a hamstring sprain. They IR'd him. They threw him on IR with two games left. They said, we know we like you, Raquan. Let's continue to fill and get as close to the 90-man roster as possible with players that we know we like from pro scouting. And get them in our building early and have a couple weeks to work with him before the offseason. And then they use that film that they have with those players as a vetting process to, as they sign free agents, cut guys off the roster uh, if they get get up against the 90-man cap. I don't think you see a lot of teams systemically the way the Dolphins have been doing it, where it's like four or five guys every single week since like week 14.
0: I've lost track with a lot of their pickups this year, man.
1: <laughs> who was the guy that they had that I'm like, who? Like, who are you? Um who 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 are you? Uh, Tay Hayes. You know who Tay Hayes is? Oh,
0: he's a shit linebacker. Yeah, I studied. Oh, no, he's a corner. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He was at the Giants, right? Oh, they got him off Jacksonville. He was, I think he was, oh, I'm thinking of Tay Harris.
1: Yes, who is is in Miami now, Trent Harris.
0: No, T- Tay, what's his name? Tay Hayes?
1: What about Lyndon Stevens? You familiar with Lyndon
0: Stevens? No, that's a name that I'm not familiar with.
1: Yep. He's, been, he's played on New Orleans, the Rams, the Broncos, the Seahawks, and now Miami, he's 24 years old was a rookie in 2018 getting snaps for the dolphins.
0: I am perplexed over who this linebacker for the giants is that I'm thinking of scientists don't even know, to be honest with you. Maybe I think his name is Tay Davis. He is awful. Hold on. Yeah. It's Tay what Davis. That's what, what I was is, thinking.
1: Is, of. Are you turning this into a slander session for poor Tay Davis.
0: Yeah, well, because I thought when you said Tay Hayes, I I was triggered to Tay Davis, and I knew he was cut because he's on the Browns now. He started the year with the Giants, and I watched tape on him to get ready for the Bills Giants game earlier this year, and I thought he was terrible, and okay. he, he is. And when you said Tay Hayes, I got all excited thinking about Tennessee, that bad football player.
1: This poor Tennessee Chattanooga Mock has just been Mock, low key a great mascot name when you consider we are the Draft Network, though.
0: Yeah, but isn't it a butterfly?
1: I don't know what it is, but it's it doesn't have a K in it either. But I'm just observing that from an auditory perspective, it's a it's a real strong mascot.
0: Yeah, but it's also a butterfly. All right, well,
1: nothing wrong with butterflies. I like butterflies. Wait, here it is. Uh,
0: no, it's a mockingbird. Is it a mockingbird?
1: What is a mock? <laughs> it's a bird. I think it's a bird. Scrappy it's Mock.
0: It's His a state name bird of Tennessee.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a mockingbird. A northern mockingbird. The state bird of Tennessee. Wonderful. Imagine I thinking- trying to throw the mocks under the bus. Okay. It's a hummingbird,
0: dude.
1: No, it's not. It's a, it's a woodpecker.
0: <laughs> Do you have a Woody Woodpecker impersonation? Eh, 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 eh. See, I knew you did, man.
1: Yeah, I'm a well-cultured guy. Do you have any parting thoughts before we sign off? Because we're getting off the rails here. going to shut this thing down.
0: No, let's touch base on our schedule the rest of the week because uh, it's Christmas. So we'll do what? We'll do, we'll do takes on takes tomorrow we'll and we,
1: then – Takes on takes. And yeah. see
0: everyone on Thursday, Friday?
1: I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So uh, Thursday, if anybody has any topics they'd like to hear us cover – Now would be a great time to send them in because we're going to have a couple days to organize a a good post-holiday pod, which we plan on doing. And uh, Friday, we'll be previewing Week 17 of football action. And I believe the college football playoff is next weekend, isn't it?
0: 28th, yeah. Uh, Saturday, right?
1: Yeah. So we'll have that to talk about as well. So lots to get into. Uh, But that Thursday show is open for now. So we are definitely as a podcast of the people receptive to your suggestions. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening to Draft Dudes, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for Takes on Takes.